0: Week three, me and more, all things relationships, uh, love, I don't, I don't care this service, I don't care if there are kids in here, you're going to have to deal with it when you get home, love and sex, and uh, we're talking about that next, next week, and um, 9.30, I was a bit more uh, careful, I said, you know, I used the code word, the big S is what I call it, I don't know, but I'm just going for it, I'm tired, so we're going to preach, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that next week, I'm already preparing and I'm excited for that uh, and then we're going to end this series in two Sundays with a Q&A so when you when you leave go ahead and drop your questions off in that mailbox we're going to be answering all those questions we'll try to try to hit them hit them all in a certain category and uh, if you have any questions about relationships put them in that mailbox and we'll be praying and studying about those uh, me and Pastor Kyra will be up here week three here it is I want to start off with a few quotes For this uh, week, Uh, Mitch Hotberg said, I don't have a girlfriend, but I do know a woman who'd be mad at me for saying that. (laughs) It's a guy named Gary. I can't even read my own handwriting. Gary Shenley, I think. He says, I'm dating a woman who evidently is unaware of it. So he's pursuing someone, and she doesn't know it. This is Jack Nicholson, the Joker, Michael Keaton. Some of y'all were just born. 1992 and 93, Batman. It's the real Joker. I like Christian Bell. Christian Bell was awesome. He was great. Bane, in it, molded by it. Bane was awesome. He took that joke and broke his back. I'm like, now this is a superhero movie, bro. He has to recover from this. I was born in it. Molded by it. Bane. I might go watch that tonight. I have nothing on the calendar. First Sunday in forever. No meetings, no counseling. It can just be normal. Come on, praise God. Your pastor's gonna get some rest. Oh, sorry. And this building is breaking my back. Anyway, here it is. Jack Nicholson said, there's only two people in your life you should lie to. The police and your girlfriend. (laughs) Hey, I'm just reading what they said. I don't agree with it. Um, Oh, Mae West, she says, save a boyfriend for a rainy day and save another one in case it doesn't rain. <laughs> and this is my favorite one of all. Some of you are going to be kind of grossed out, but Honoré de Balzac said, no man should marry until he has studied and dissected at least one woman. I see I told you. That's He's saying he should know her in and out. Not... You guys, much like these quotes, the topic of marriage can be very general, vague, left up to individual definitions and meanings. How you may view marriage may be different than the person three seats down your aisle or your row. Uh, I mean, uh, dating is um, modern terms for dating. Uh, This is interesting. Ghosting. Anyone heard of ghosting? Uh, (laughs) someone has either ghosted someone or just got ghosted. This means to completely disappear. Ghosting. And then the second one was interesting. It's not ghosting. They say it's a little bit nicer than ghosting. They call it caspering. Who is a ghost. Friendly ghost. So I'm going to be friendly. Caspering is sharing your disinterest before disappearing. So that's, you know, I don't like you. Peace out. Anyone ever heard of bread crumbing? Yeah? Wow, Rachel, I'm getting love. 930 service like you went a little too deep in your research. I'm trying to be relevant, guys. In a world of practical preaching. Yep. Bread crumbing means to lead someone on Romantically through texting, via, and social media. It's just, to me, it's too much going on. You know, it's just dating and this and that and that, breadcrumbing and crumbs and cakes and all that. And there's a lot of confusion surrounding dating. A lot of deception, heartbreak, uh, emotional trauma. It's even in seasons of dating where um, kids have been, children have been known to conceive um, between two individuals that probably won't ever marry, um, and and that's okay. You know, we all we all have a story. We've all, most of us, we've we've been there too. Uh, many of us approach relationships and singleness and dating, much like what we saw in our homes and within our neighborhoods growing up. I know for me, growing up, I never had a healthy relationship that I could look up to. Uh, my mom and dad are amazing, but. You know, they were never married, so I never saw in my home what a healthy, good marriage looked like. Maybe my uncle around the corner, but even there were rumors about him and and Aunt Jean that wasn't all all good all the time. As a matter of fact, the guys I looked up to often had multiple girlfriends at the same time. um, Or the relationships they were in didn't last for too long. It was highly encouraged coming up as a teenage man. That I date multiple women at the same time. That I test the water, and as the old adage goes, sow your royal oats. And uh, I was highly encouraged to not marry until I was in my late 30s, early 40s. I mean, it was just toxic. It was bad. But uh, that's how the narrative is going on out there in the world right now, as it pertains to dating and relationships. Some of you have had great examples. Your mom and your dad, they were there. They were wholesome you had great examples of single people who were pure and they had standards and they lived according to principles and certain values but most of us that's not the case fortunately god's word provides principles as it pertains to dating within and outside of marriage i tell people this all the time when jesus came he didn't teach the law he didn't teach the law which were the prevailing documents of of faith in that day in Jewish society. There are over 600 laws. Jesus didn't teach the law. He broke them down in intimate settings with his disciples, but that wasn't his message. His message was not the law. His message was the kingdom of God. It's a totally uh, different deal. His message was eternal. It was from a far superior place. His message was from a powerful place, he taught principles, he taught values, he taught the way we should go about life, and, 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 and how that life leads to um, a rich and abundant life, how it leads to the blessed life, how it leads to the best life. The law said, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, or this is going to happen to you. Jesus came and he said, I want to teach you and instruct you so that your life would be blessed. And so thank God that God's word has principles that we can live by. Go ahead and write this down. Uh, A principle. What is a principle? A principle is an applied truth that produces a specific outcome. It's an applied truth that produces a specific outcome. You sow seed, you reap harvest. Sowing and reaping. What I love about that is it's a cute statement, but it, it's pervasive. It applies to everything in life. What you sow, finish it for me, you reap. It's a principle. The crazy thing about the, the principles that Jesus taught is that they were profoundly simple. So simple to the fact that they were, they're still hard for a lot of people to apply. But they're simple, none the least. Uh, a principle is also uh, a code of conduct. A code of conduct. Many people will look at your life memo as you continue to grow in your faith, and they'll wonder, why are you so blessed? Why are you growing? Why are you so happy? Why are you so fulfilled? Why are you so strong and consistent? What they don't see are the principles that you live by. They only see the outward result. And that's what Jesus came to change. Jesus didn't come to keep keep us from sinning. He didn't come to say, don't do that, and I'm going to beat you. No, he came to change us from the inside out and impart his principles so that we would be transformed from the inside out. So a lot of people wonder, why is that person so blessed? Chances are they're a person of principle. They have certain value systems that they live by ethics. Here it is. Principles are unbiased. So it doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, if you're old, if you're young, wherever you are, principles will work for you. They're unbiased. Principles are also pervasive. They're pervasive. What does that mean? That means that you can apply a principle in any circumstance, any situation. Principles work for anyone at any time, anywhere. That's why Jesus said these words, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Some people come to church and they just go through the motions. But not everyone has ears to hear. Some people are just here because a friend invited them. Some people come to church because they feel obligated to. Let me tell you, you might as well do something else with your time. If you feel forced to, this is a waste of time for you. Some people come in with an open heart and a clear mind, and they're ready to receive what God is about to say, and they're ready to apply it. What I love about the Bible is that the Bible has principles for our relationships. So what I want to do is I want to give you three principles for successful dating. Three principles for successful dating, both in and outside of marriage. Number one, here it is. Y'all ready? Get to know them well. I remember a couple of years back, PK came home from her nursing, her shift from work. And she said, I, I just met this young lady. And, um, She's amazing. She has so much energy. She loves God. She listens to, to the same worship music we listen to. And um, so she proceeded on the rest of that evening to go on this young lady's blog. And um, she read her entire story. And that story is a powerful story, powerful testimony. And before we went to bed that night, you said, I, I believe that this girl is going to move with us to Maryland to start this church. And I said, you j- you just met her. Like, I- <laughs> What in the world makes you think that she's gonna quit her job? She just she just became a nurse. She just graduated. She's gonna leave her family. She's engaged to be married. What would make you think her future husband is gonna agree? She just said, I I don't know. I just it's something that God's just laid on my heart. And so I said, Well, I gotta, I gotta meet, I gotta meet these people because there's something there. Man, look, when they pulled up in their car. I would have thought Lance was a brother. I mean, he came riding low, y'all. No shocks. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, who is this? I've seen her in pictures, but I haven't seen him. And you know, granted, like, so the, the, the car is real low. And Sam's a beautiful woman. She's gorgeous. She's great through and through. Come on, give it up for Sam. But, you know, they both get out. And they both over six feet. And it's like, y'all got to get some shocks on that Hemi. And, you know, he couldn't even make it over a speed bump. Just... And, um, but, man, we... That that first couple's date, me and you, we went to Tijuana Flats, amazing taco spot, and if you've ever gone Virginia and below, make sure you make it to Tijuana, um, amazing spot, and we, we had a conversation, and we talked, and, and we got to know them, you know, where are you from, well, we live in Leesburg, okay, that's about half an hour from us, 40 minutes or so from us, and, and, and this is our story, and this is our story, and this is our dreams, and these are our dreams, and we got to know them, Well, you ought to get to know a person well before you consider taking a huge step with them. 2 Corinthians 5.16 says this. We are are careful not to judge people by what they seem to be. We are careful not to judge people by what they seem to be. I love Paul. What he's saying is, is, you know, it, it doesn't matter how, it shouldn't matter how a person looks that that's the first deception right there. Oh man, he look good and wow, he's hot. Man, she yeah. yeah, that's Don't judge a person by what they seem to be. Oh, they they seem smart. Oh, look at him. They're sitting in the front of of, of class, Oh, man, look at him. He's cool. He's hanging out in the back. You know, we shouldn't judge a person by what they seem to be. I mean, we, we, we look at someone, and we're attracted, and we start going to their workplace when they're working. Oh, that, that barista's working today. I got to go and get my coffee. It's 3 p.m. I know he's there. He cute, too. Got that tattoo on his bicep. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just go on to another Starbucks where you're not attracted to anybody. Don't, don't do it. Because all he cares about is pumping iron. Come on, come on. All right. I ain't No, let me. Y'all going to get me started. Francie, I love you. I know you love the Lord. So I got I to gotta clear my record because y'all be leaving here offended. So I know you love the Lord. Keep pumping iron, but I know you love Jesus. He said, I pump iron. I ain't coming back to that church. Can't win. Can't win. I was telling my directional team the other night that my my preaching isn't going to grow this church. Your prayers are. Your serving is. What did I say, Chris? I said I can't preach white enough. I can't preach black enough. I can't be funny enough. I can't be serious enough. Because you, you can never please. Come on. Come on. Come on. That should preach to your life. You can't please everyone. So just do you, boo. All right. Okay. Get, get to know them well. Many marriages are, are stuck right now, and, and you want to move to that next level, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what's happening. You don't know your spouse anymore. They were someone a year ago. They're a totally different person now. They, they were someone three years ago. Now they're totally different. The, the greatest question you can probably ask your spouse in this season is, who are you? Who are you? They're, they're, they're change- We're not going to judge people by what they seem to be. Yeah, we know they're waking up and they're taking care of the kids and they're doing it all over again. They're doing it all over again. But guess what? They're growing in bitterness because you're not paying attention to them. They're going to operate because they love the children. They're going to go to school. They're going to cook. They're going to clean. But that doesn't mean you know them. Get, get, get to know your spouse. Before you, as an individual, take that huge step, get to know a person's family. Someone write this down. Family history. No mom. No dad. Know his broke uncle. (laughs) who, Who he goes to for financial advice. Yeah, this car is gonna be eight hundred dollars a month, twenty five percent APR. Oh, you ought to get it. That's a good interest rate. <laughs> know his uncle. <laughs> Y'all don't be knowing why? Cause that's gonna help you skip a lot of heartache. Yeah. You go look at that brother, that sister, and in ten years, be like, who are you? Who what? Yeah. A, a person, a person seemingly, if we don't check it, if we don't continue to follow Jesus. We will become like our parents because they, 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 make, they make us up. So you got to know where do you come from? What's your background? What are your habits? What are your spending habits? What are your aspirations? You got to know a person well. You got to know their faith. Faith. Go ahead and write this down. No missionary dating. For those of you who love Jesus. And you want this individual to come to the Lord. If they're not bending, if they're not bending, chances are they're going to start bending you. Say it again. They're going to start bending. They're going to start bending. You got to, if if they're not bending, don't, don't, oh, you know, I'm going to bring them to church and Jesus go catch them. Nah. No, 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 no. You got to be, the Bible says, equally yoked. And so... The Bible says equally, Yo. so in 1 Corinthians 7, I don't know if y'all did your homework. I told you to do your homework. Paul talks about how if you're married to an unbeliever, stay married. Don't seek to be divorced. You're making that, that marriage holy. That word means you're putting that marriage to the side, and God is doing a work in your spouse. If you're married to a unbeliever and they want out, he says, let them be out. Because at that point you're unequally yoked. There are things that are in that person that's getting on the inside of you, and it's causing you to get further and further away from the things of God, and God can't bless that. So you you gotta be equally yoked. Get to know them well. Second principle, friendship first. Friendship first. We're gonna we're gonna flip this on it on, you know. So here it is. Friendship and singleness. Here it is, mutual affection. Between two people who have the potential to become lifelong partners. Mutual affection between two people who have the potential, key word there, potential, to become lifelong partners. Potential. Friendship first. I, I, I remember when we, uh, PK and I, we, we started to, you know, we met each other. My missionary, Thing was successful. I don't advise it for everyone. Got her to the Lord. We were very infatuated with each other. We spent countless hours together. And those hours went from long hours to late hours to spending the night hours. And the Bible talks about how you can't lay hot coals in your lap and not expect to be burnt. So, so we, we, were, we were getting into certain things that we, we just were not supposed to get into. Getting close to, you know what I mean? There was one day, you know, it got, it got hot. Not heavy. It got hot. And, and the Bible says, in any temptation, Paul says in First Corinthians, he says, God will provide a doorway out. Yeah. So, so if you're out there single, he'll provide a doorway out. It was getting hot. Almost heavy. And so we were... We were smooching. Oh, you, I'm just warming you up for next week. We were smooching, and and we both we both looked down and just out of nowhere in the sheets there was this big old silver spider, and we were like, "Oh God, no!" And so we took that as a sign that's God's doorway out. We we about to, it's about to be Judah. But before marriage, we need to get out. Come on now, I'm preaching today. They don't want this. This ain't, you know, the next two weeks, you're going to have to stick with me now. And, and so I said, we, we got to slow it down. We're moving, we're moving too fast. We're moving too fast, and I need to be leading you in this way. I'm, I'm getting weak in my faith. We're moving too fast. We, we, were, we were slipping into what I want to term and uh, coin, coin the term cultural dating. Cultural dating, here it is. Cultural dating, what the culture says, um, the culture says test the waters. That's how they define dating. I'm I'm on Google, I'm on Wikipedia, I'm everywhere. What is dating? It's a million different definitions out there. That's why we're all so confused. And and dating, I'm boiling it down, it's essentially testing the waters. And it's also saying this, we're together now, but remaining together is not guaranteed. We weren't cultivating that affection for one another in a healthy way. We, we, we weren't even working on potential, being, being potential partners. We were skipping a lot of steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cultural, cultural, the culture says spend the night. The, the, the culture says be with whoever you want whenever you want. The culture says sleep with them. Essentially, what the culture is saying is, is get all of the benefits of marriage outside of the covenant of marriage and the blessing of God's hand being on that relationship. That's what the culture says. Be with them. Sleep with them. Live with them outside of the covenant, covenant and, the, and the blessing of marriage. Leave them when you're done with them and slander them on social media. That's what the culture says. And so when Jesus started preaching, the Bible says he started preaching the kingdom of God. Because there are two kingdoms that we simultaneously live in. We live in the, the kingdom of darkness, which is the world. And we, le- we, we also live as Christians in the kingdom of God. And, and so God is saying, I'm coming to institute a, a new kingdom, inaugurate a new kingdom. When Jesus came out of the baptism waters, he started to preach the kingdom. And so there is a way that you can thrive as a kingdom citizen, as a child of God, as an heir of the king, when you live through the principles of God. So the culture says do all of these different things. God says friendship first. We're going to talk about soul ties next Sunday. How how, How when you sleep with a person, unless you heal of that, you're bringing the last person that you were with into the next relationship. And, and now that person, oh, Jesus, I, I mean, hold on, hold on. All right. Now the new person isn't doing you like the old person did. All right. See, it's quiet. That's why I know it's good. You ain't doing me like, okay, well, you got a soul tie thing going on. And, and you need some deliverance. And it's not God's best for your life. So Romans 12 says this. Dear friends, God is good. He he just setting it up. So I beg you to offer your bodies to him as a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Don't be like the people of this world. You see that? But let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. There's a statistic out there that says um, 75% of the kids that are dating in high school won't even associate themselves with each other in the next 5 to 10 years. So a little high school sweetheart thing, only 25% of them get married. Before the age of 25, you making it, Carlos. Before the age of 25, 92% of them will be divorced. So so for for my youth in here, don't don't get caught up in it. You won't even really know the person five, ten years down the road. I know I know my high school sweetheart, not personally anymore, but I see her from time to time on Facebook. She's moved on, she has a different life. I'm sure she sees me. We don't comment, like, or anything on each other. We're just Facebook friends. But we what I'm saying is we don't even connect. And and what, what we did though in high school and in our college days was we invested all of that energy. And that emotion into each other and what she ultimately did was ended up cheating on me and i was broken that just added on to my brokenness and now today we don't even talk friendship for someone say friendship friendship first friendship first here it is you can be friends and go to the movie You can be friends and go out to eat. You can be friends and take a trip with other friends. Men stay with the men. Just some old school preaching. Women stay with the women. You can be fr- well, here. It is. This is good. This will bless you. We'll lighten it up. You can be friends and still be mutually attracted to each other. But you don't gotta kiss. You don't gotta touch. You don't got to do any of that because friendship first. Here it is. You don't have to cross over so early on. A lot of people, we're we're crossing over too early. It's only been a week, and now all of a sudden, you got the boyfriend and the girlfriend badge. You're, You're crossing over too early. Take your time. Why? Because friendship is the foundation. That you're going to build the relationship on. It's the foundation. Friendship and marriage is this. We're going to flip it. Here it is. Friendship and marriage. Lifelong partners cultivating lifelong affection. So it's flipped now. You don't stop being friends after you get married. Cultivating. Building that lifelong affection. Affection. I kind of said this last week. You know, I, I can like you year one, but by year five, I might not like you too much. You gotta work on that. You gotta work on that thing. Can I tell you something? You gotta work on liking Jesus. A lot of us we come to Christ and He fills our heart, He saves us and that first six months, he's doing wonders. I mean everything is a miracle. You you step out in the ocean, you walking on water. Yeah. He doing that, he's new job, open doors, new relationships, the Bible just makes sense. That's that's Jesus. Give it a year and a half. Yeah. Jesus, where are you? Amen. <laughs> what, what 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 is that? You gotta grow in your affection for him. Yeah. It's not that he left. It's you, you need to pursue him at a different level. You need to press it in, you need to switch it up. Ah, you gotta grow in your liking, grow in your liking. I I wanna, I wanna like my spouse, I wanna like her, I wanna enjoy her. I remember, uh, summer of 2018, you know, the summer nights up here are the best. It is so humid down south in Florida. Oh my god, the summer nights here are 70 degrees, 75, 73. It's the first time ever we went to D.C. and we we rented some bikes and we rode at night and I was riding behind her like I was all in love all over again. (laughs) A lot of marriages are not having fun. Don't forget to have fun. If you're not married yet, when you do get married, don't forget to have fun because my single people want to cut me off now. I'm here to tell you something. Don't forget to have fun. Fun, like your spouse, enjoy your spouse, laugh with your spouse, wrestle with your spouse, Chow and crazy or Tran. Don't wrestle her now, she's pregnant. Have fun with your spouse. Grow in chemistry, grow in support, grow in honor, cultivate that thing, develop that thing. Before my singles, before you even get married, ask yourself, am I growing as a supportive person? Am I growing in honor? Am I growing in these principles? Because if God sends someone into my life, they deserve that. They need that. That's my ministry to them. Why is this important? Because friendship, here it is, is the constant strength of marriage. Friendship is what makes marriage substantial. Yeah. Here it is, principle number three. Date with clear and common goals. Know them well. Become friends. No dating. No dating. Date with clear and common goals. Proverbs 4.23 says this. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. If any of you here have ever been through a breakup, we know how it just... And it messes up our day. Yeah. God, Lee, I can't even work. Yeah. Can't focus. Because all you're thinking about is that person, yeah. that situation, that thing. What is that saying? You opened your heart so much to a person. You got hurt. Yeah. And, and you, you went into your day just kind of off. Yeah. It determines the, the course of your life. For, for the struggling marriages, it determines your week. Man, I got yeah. to go back home. Yeah. <sighs> then you wake up heavy. It says, guard your heart, date, date with a common, clear and common goals. Here it is. How do you do this? Number one, you date with purpose. So if you're married, you got to define why are we going out on this date? Are we just going to eat and look at our phones all night? Are we going to eat and look at each other in the face, kind of look down? Why are we going out tonight? Well, hey, babe, we got to talk. Let's communicate. There There are some tough conversations that we're avoiding Let's use tonight to talk about it. Okay, cool. All right. Where are we going tonight? Okay, tonight we're going to adventure. I got something new planned. You've never done this before, but trust me, we're going to go and have fun. That's the purpose of this day. Well, tonight after we have dinner, we're going to go home and we're going to make some love. Right? Y'all there? Okay. So, yeah. So, that's that's the purpose. We're going to eat and then we're going to come home and it's going to... Bam. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. Marriages need targets. Marriages need something to point to. Marriages need vision. Marriages need direction. That's the purpose. That's the purpose for my single people. Why are we dating? What does it mean to be boyfriend and girlfriend? What's the purpose of us being together? Here it is. Where are we going? Clear and calm. You got to, when you're single and someone's pursuing you, get on the same page. Yeah. Ask her. Ask him. Where are we going? Yeah. What is the timetable? What was this? Why am I saying this? Here it is. Because dating is the pathway to engagement. That's, um, that, that's the biblical truth. Courtship, betrothal was always going towards marriage. And a lot of those marriages were arranged, but the principle is still there. Whenever I started to date you, it's because we both agreed that you're the one that I'm going to marry. Give me about six months or a year, I'll propose. And when you do, baby, I'm going to be ready to say yes. You need a clear and common goal. We don't have time to play with each other. I'm, I don't have time to waste. I'm not trying to be brokenhearted for my young ladies and my young men in here. Come on now, avoid all that hurt, all that pain, all that. You need clear and common goals. Where is this thing going? And unless they can answer those questions, your friends, your friends, we can go to the movie, we can go shop, we can hang out. I can control my body. That is a fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have control. Don't lower your standards. Sex is a gift. It's a gift. And it's only meant for your husband or your wife. I just can't control myself, so. If I do this, they'll love me. No, they won't. As a matter of fact, you push back the timetable. And God can give you the grace and the strength that you need to be on the path that he's called you to. I remember speaking with my mother before proposing to Kyra a couple days out. And uh, had a great talk. I remember one thing though. Before the end of the discussion, she said, um, "She said it's about time that you propose to her." I so, said, "Okay." <laughs> she said, um, "She deserves the best, and so do you. Amen. And it's time to honor God." Amen. The reason you need to agree. On clear and common goals when it comes to dating is because your heart deserves the best. You don't you don't have time to play. You can be serving the Lord, Christmas in February, last Sunday, you can be serving God, you can be changing the world, you can be getting an education, getting in shape, getting free, overcoming depression and anxiety, not adding more unto your life. You need clear and common goals. I remember that time when I told Pastor Kyra, hey, we need to take a step back. We need to just be friends. And the fear was that we were going to lose the potential of being with each other. But um, I saw her grow so much when I wasn't around. Because at that point, her primary focus became Jesus. And she, she dove into the word. She grew in prayer. I got my balance back. I I was reminded of who I was in him, a child of God, approved. I was perfectly pleased with going to my house and going to bed at 9, 10 p.m., waking up early, being on my grind. I was perfectly fine. She was growing as a mother, as a nurse, and it was great. And what God did over that year, it was a year, was as, as we pursued Jesus individually, He brought us together. Jeremiah 17, 7 says this. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. You can trust your spouse. You can trust the person you're dating, but don't put your trust in you, you put your trust in the one who died for you. You put your trust in the lover of your soul. That's who you put your trust in. Because they can change. They can flip. They can go haywire. But it's going to be Jesus who stays the course in your life. And that's who you pursue. And as long as you're pursuing him, he's going to bring all your relationships full circle. Let's give the word of God a hand clap of praise. Yes, 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 yes. Get to know them well. Friendship first. Set some goals. Father, we love you and we praise you, God. You're so good. You're so sovereign, gracious, and loving. God, if there is anyone in here that does not know you as their Savior, God, I pray that right now you just soften their heart and that you would draw them to you. You are a good God, and your word declares that you have good plans for our lives, God. Those are plans to prosper us and give us an expected end. And the bridge between where we are now and where you plan to take us is trust. So. If there is someone in here who needs to know Jesus, who needs to accept his love and the grace and forgiveness he provides, I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you know God, but you need to come back to him, this is your time to, to give it all, give your entire life to him, and he'll begin to do the work. So church, pray with me in honor and in support of those who are going to pray this prayer as they give their hearts to Jesus for the first time. Let's pray together. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Thank you for shedding your blood for the forgiveness of my sin. Holy Spirit, fill my heart. I love you. I am yours. Make me new. I am a child of God. I am transformed. I am loved. I am free. I am whole. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, church.